What's good, guys? This is the Plan C motherfucking podcast. Motherfucking podcast. Here with me, Cameron, aka Stoic underscore Lotus, and my boy, Colin, just at Colin Hammingson. I don't have a cool alias. But yeah, and you can follow us at Plan underscore C underscore podcast. On Instagram, on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter. And check can, us out on Patreon. You heard him. Um, we're hopefully gonna have those. It is spring break, so the stickers will be done. Yeah. I've okay. said it. It is in the world. It will happen. Okay, cool. I mean, I can probably post some designs and stuff like that once I finish them in case. Just to get you guys. Yeah, just to just to get the water boiling. Yeah, just, you know, because we talk about them for so long. I feel yeah. like kind of a shitter for not actually getting them done. But it has been busy, but I am now finished with my work. Motherfucker's been busy. And um, the show, so. Yeah, today... Talked about TV. Talking about TV and shit. Did a new segment called Cameron's Anime Corner. Yeah, so if you guys like anime, definitely stay tuned. If you don't, still stay tuned. Still, still stay and listen. Tune. Yeah, there we go. See, we got through it. Have um, an open mind. <sighs> anything else? Uh, how's your... You, you looking forward to your spring break? Um... Kind of and kind of not. Uh, Strong response. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm definitely... It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Hang out with friends and stuff like that. But I'm also going to have to do a shit ton of work on my comic, which is fun because it's like, you know, I like... It's your comic. Comics, you know. Yeah. But also, it's like a shit ton of work. Yeah. Kind of a pain in the ass. Mm, well, yeah. Such is life. Such is life. You got to do the hard stuff to get to the fun stuff. Yeah. Um, How have you been lately? I've been pretty good. I'm kind of tired today. Uh, I, yeah, be per, Persona, Persona is officially beaten, so I have to start New Game Plus eventually. I just have to decide at which difficulty I want to start it on. But I also had this moment of like, oh man, like, what game do I really want to play next? Well, the thing is, your next game is ruined for you, in, in a sense, unless it's really good. No, I, I think I'm going to... Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do about that. Well, we should do a video games pod soon. Oh, we I definitely. Think, I think should. that could be a fun pod. Yeah. Um. I think maybe go into XCOM or something. Well, XCOM if you play too. XCOM this week, I'll play with you. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, I'm not. I'm not playing XCOM until those stickers are finished, though. So. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not gonna be able to. Yeah. Yeah. Play yeah. For yeah, a while yeah. Regardless, uh, this has been a lot of rambling, but. Hope you guys have had a good week. Uh, hope you enjoyed the NBA podcast. You know, kind of us taking a little zag instead of us zigging like usual. Uh, and that, that's kind of the formula of this episode today. We we, we felt like we've been a little, uh, I don't know, com- a little too comfortable. And we're talking about stuff that's like we can literally just sit down and talk about and not be prepared about. And I think that leads to a kind of stale podcast, especially when we're going for an hour. So hopefully this new format is more inviting. Yeah, and also soon we'll probably have some guests on. Oh, yeah, that's um, that's confirmed. We just got to figure out how that's going to work with two mics. But yeah, it'll be okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So new stuff is coming your way, new content for everybody. Yeah. Enjoy the pod. All right, y'all. So today we are talking about some of the best TV shows 
in our opinion, of kind of our uh, lifetime and experience so far. Uh, so I know I kind of have a list in front of me. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, I have a small list. I mean, I don't really have like real like favorite, favorite TV shows, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I do have shows that I like and I would like to share. Yeah, what's up? What you got? Um, I guess for my, my first show is Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. If you haven't watched it, I'm sorry for you. Yeah, this was <laughs> this was definitely a show that I had planned to have on my list. And I, I think I had five. Um and Avatar was definitely one of them that I threw on that list. Easily probably probably the best animated American show um of oh, the past twenty five years. Oh, for sure. Like of our generation, I don't know what else is like coming close besides Bojack and uh, maybe South Park, you throw that in there. Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, if you, if, South if, Park's a quality show, man. It's a quality show. I'm not sure if I'd put it on that level, but definitely good. I mean, like, fair. the thing about Avatar, though, is just, like, the world building that's kind of in it. Like, it goes from, like, of course, it's, like, fire, earth, water, air. Y'all know the intro. All that good shit. But how it expands the knowledge of the nations throughout the seasons to me is like really incredible. Yeah. I think another really incredible thing that the show does is oftentimes kids shows have a really bad problem of not being able to develop realistic characters and characters that people can really connect to. And in this show, even when people are able to control elements with their body you know, these are still characters that you very strongly relate to, and these are characters that are really well-written, and you care about these people and hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, for sure, the characters are, like, really deep and complex. Like, there are redemption arcs, like Zuko, if you don't know. Shout out, Zuko. Like, like originally the antagonist of the series who does a complete 180. A bitch-ass motherfucker. He was, he was a bitch-ass motherfucker with a ponytail and a bald head. And no one liked that dude. But by season three, you kind of learn more about him. He has some realizations and he becomes like an adult and makes his own decisions. It's like it was it's very interesting because it parallels like a lot of the issues that probably a lot of young people face in terms of like wanting to be accepted by his father. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people our age at that time, you know, were always fighting for acceptance of somebody. And it was kind of nice to see my good man, Uncle Iroh, good man, Uncle Iroh, come through and be the type of adult that we would all kind of want to have in our lives in terms of teaching Zuko how to really become an individual and have his own opinions. We we taught him how to be a man. Yeah, he really did. Honestly, like one of the probably, if not my favorite part of the show is Uncle Iroh and Zuko's relationship that relationship definitely it's it shows that you know just because you're not father-son doesn't mean you can't have a father-son relationship yeah uh and i think that showing these kind of realistic yet unique relationships just kind of went on to endear the show at least for me because it was like you know, a blind girl and the savior of the world, you don't think they're going to be able to get along necessarily. But, oh, the blind girl is a 
freaking badass. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The show just... It has aged so well. Oh, if you go back and watch it today, it'll be just as good. And also, just as funny. Because people, like, underestimate yeah. how fucking funny Avatar is. The, the Cabbage Man, bro? Yeah. No, there's definitely times of reflection that you sort of have if you go back and you watch it and it's the experience of wow this wasn't just a kid show that i really like this was a very well crafted and very well written show that has so many layers and just will live on yeah for sure like even i found like the way that like a lot of shows, especially like shows that are like more Japanese inspired, more Eastern shows, have a problem with characters becoming too powerful. Mm-hmm. Like throughout the show, like you know, we saw it with Naruto and stuff like that. Of at first being a little kid, and now it's he's, happening with with Goku now. Yeah, it's it's been happening with Goku since forever. Well, yeah, Goku. <laughs> ever since they went Super Saiyan three, it was. Well, I mean, ever since Super Saiyan one, it should have just been. It could have just been it, you know. Why well, I, I, I think if they. This is an aside, and we're not going to spend too much time on this because I could spend a lot of time on Dragon Ball Z, which, an idea for a future episode. I think, well, originally, the creator was going to end it after the Cell Saga, which I think would have been... Well, I mean, that's like the best saga. That's that's the best ending. And... If they well, were, I think Frieza Saga is actually the best saga, but we can, we we can, can debate we can, on that later. Yeah, we can debate on that. But, um... Yeah, I think if even if they just made Gohan the main character after that, it could have solved some of the problems because it would have made sense. Yeah. But they tried to with this great Sam and shit. Yeah, it was dumb. And then everyone lost their mind. Yeah. Anyway. Regardless. So, so Avatar does not deal with this problem. No. Uh, because you see Aang be like really overpowered at the be- like episode like two, you know. The Avatar going state into the game. Avatar state. And that being like the pinnacle. And that kind of stays around, but they do still add new cool things with the power system being like, um, spoilers, uh, metal bending. Like when Toph uses the system that's in place being earth bending and like, oh, there, there are like minerals in stone that she can make that are in metal. And she uses them to make metal bending, which is a cool ass thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so moving on to another show that. I think has just it's a fantastic show that has aged well and just for me it's definitely one of my favorites. Uh just I, I know this is this is big, a big one for everyone, but you know, Breaking Bad is just I, I know you haven't personally seen it. I have but not. that show is so fucking good. Shout out Vince um Vince Gilligan. Gil Oh man, I can't remember his name. I can't remember the I, I'm pretty sure it's Vince Gilligan, but let me... I gotta look on IMDb. Sorry, America, we're getting IT on this. Um, I can't remember his name. Uh, have it up right here. Brian Cranston. It is Vince Gilligan. All right. Vince Gilligan, this motherfucker, he's crazy. So, by the way, uh, do you know what Breaking Bad lives at in terms of a rating on IMDb? I have no idea. 9.5 out of 10. It's, it's a high fucking rating show. Um, just everything from the storytelling to the cinematography to the, to the writing to the characters to the ending. I, 
I don't know if a show has hit all of those on just on the head of the nail so hard. The show just takes you for a ride and makes you like characters that are so complex and it's just you're rooting for an anti-hero that you yourself don't even know is doing the right thing but you're just along for the journey and it's like you know what fuck it I'm gonna get sucked in <laughs> um I actually think you would love Breaking Bad yeah I would probably enjoy it if I have the time I'll definitely watch it uh, says the man on spring break no I know you got stuff to do yeah spring break's gonna be busy for me but what about Breaking Bad do you think separates it from like a lot of the shows? I just think it. it's so not formulaic. Mm. It is there are episodes from perspectives of different characters. There's episodes where it's just like, wow, you really took a risk here and, you know, following the drug dealer Beaver could have been really a really boring episode, but you know what? You made it a fucking great episode because you get to see all these mini interactions that flesh out the world and flesh out characters that, you know, originally wouldn't have been. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. And so if you haven't seen uh, Breaking Bad, I would suggest that you watch it. It's very, very good. I think it's on Netflix. It's it's on one of the streaming apps. It's too lucrative not to... Um, watch it i it's also it is phenomenally acted the characters are are given so much to do with such great writing and they just really knock it out of the park you know you look at somebody like brian cranston originally of malcolm in the middle you think Mm. oh wow like he is he is fucking scary like he he is He's the one who does kill people. That 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 happens. Oh my god. Like I would never expect Cal from fucking Malcolm in the Middle to be scary and intimidating like Walter White is. It's it's impressive to see that type of you know character development so to speak because usually when you see these actors in sitcoms they really get locked into, you know, their character and then a lot of the time they're they're just a character actor for the rest of their career. But this is completely different. It totally shifted the view on Brian Cranston and it was like, holy shit, this this dude can act circles. That's awesome. Um yeah, for sure. no. So I I would have never I, expected that in the middle. I know, I know you haven't seen it, so it's this is just me gushing about a show I truly love but if you or any of the people out there have not seen it you need to check it out because it's awesome yeah I would, I'm definitely interested by the cast the cast to me is what kind of looks like I it mean, sells a show for me yeah Bob Odenkirk Brian Cranston just it's it just just heavy hitters throughout Giancarlo Esposito just Great actors. Great actors. So my other show, which, yeah, you got another show for us, which is an anime, of course, because Hell yeah, it's what I watch. Uh, and hint, hint, maybe we have a new segment called Cameron's Anime Corner coming up, but we'll see about that. Yeah, and it's an anime that we've actually both watched, and it is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I have not watched that many anime as well, so this is kind of, you know, if I've watched this anime, then okay. Yeah, it's. 
probably top three, if not no, I mean it's most top the, five no, it's anime. The be- it's the best anime ever made. Yeah, probably. It is amazing. It has the concept of it kind of circles around this concept of like equivalent exchange, being that anything that humanity wants to create, they have to offer up something equal in exchange. Like the what was it? There's like an actual physics concept has to do with energy, you know, like how energy doesn't dissipate. It just gets transferred. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually kind of fascinating how they, how that concept controls how the show works. And it starts with these two characters who, who their mother passes away and they try to use alchemy to bring her back to life. And in exchange, the, the main character, Ed, loses an arm and a leg, and his brother, Alphonse, loses his entire body and gets shoved into a suit of armor to kind of exist. A big suit of armor. A, a very cool suit of armor. And the story is them going on this journey to kind of get, to get their limbs back and to get his brother's body back. And on the way, you meet all these characters that have dealt with similar issues of people... There's some Dante themes thrown in there. Oh, for sure. It's like people trying to get things that they shouldn't be able to get as a human and the sacrifices that they have to deal with to attain those things. So what are what are some themes that really have stuck with you as you have kind of obviously you've finished this series multiple times. Yeah. So <laughs> what are themes that have really just rode with you throughout and when you think about the show Full Metal Alchemist, what is like the first thing that comes to your mind? I would say it's people trying to become God. Mm. That's kind of like what it always reminds me of. It's like or the, people can't become God. Pe- yeah, people can't become God, but people will try. Right. And what results in yeah, the outcome. And I guess the the best example is the Ishvalan War, which is something that I think is very connects to today very well. Explain because it. in Full, Full Metal Alchemist, it has, even though it's Japanese, it does feel like it's in somewhere in England or like Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal mean, Alchemist, yeah, yeah. It's definitely westernized. Yeah, very Western society. It's it's Victorian. If yeah, I, I, I think like that was kind of the style of the. Um, of the buildings and shit. For sure, for yeah. sure. Anyway, anyway. But there's this situation that goes on the that happened in the past before the series started that many characters are a part of, which is this war against the Ishvalans, which are essentially Middle Easterns, in a which started because one of the Amestrian, which are like the British people, shot a kid in the face basically, and it kicked off a war in which they wiped out almost all of the Ishvalans. And it really brought to me this concept of morality. Obviously I was a kid and I wasn't, I was not ready to see like, you know, all these women, children, everyone just being wiped out. And then in like, in a way which people thought were justified in which characters that we've seen in a different light for most of the series are shown as basically being murderers. And the the Human, concept baby. of relative morality. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. from which perspective 
are things okay and are things not okay? Like, if it's for your religion, can you do all these terrible things and be justified? But in that sense, when you're killing people, even for this, or doing things, they're putting what they believe as God on top of other people. Gotcha. And you see that throughout the series of people trying to do things that even even characters that aren't human, but -hmm. characters that are trying to impose things on other people in a way that would be God. And there's always a drastic, drastic consequence for it. And I found that to be extremely poignant and very relative to the things that we kind of are dealing with today in terms of people pushing their senses of morality on others. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask you another question that I don't think you expected. Uh, as an artist, what what do you think shows up on like on screen that is supposed to reflect the theme of the show? I think it's definitely the transmutation circles. So in order for the characters to use alchemy, they have to literally draw out the circle and... Except, except for the characters that try to become God, like the main characters, who then gain the ability to do this without a circle. But they draw this pentagram, like Satan-looking symbol on the floor in order to be, in order to use these powers to stretch metal or to make rocks, like expand from the earth or whatever it may be. Powers, powers, cool powers that make sense. And that, to me, is when I saw those symbols. It, re- it reminded me of, like, religious forbidden arts. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you're, they're touching on a territory that's very dangerous that they don't necessarily understand, and they kind of know the rules of, but they're continuously trying to break them. And that visually definitely kind of represented the, the themes of the story to me. I like that. I like that. Okay, so moving on to just another... Uh, one other series. I think we'll just kind of do two, uh, two each, and then we'll move on. Does that work? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. Uh, so I think that personally, I find that sitcoms most of the time are absolutely insufferable. They suck. They suck. They suck. They're formulaic. And they really want to make me rip my hair out. Um, and especially especially those with a laugh track. If your show has a laugh track, oh, oh. my God. Because then if you, because when you listen to it without the laugh track, they're always like terrible. They, they have that. If you, they have like old episodes of Friends where you can go back and you can watch it on YouTube without laugh tracks. And, and it's, it's like, so cringy. What the fuck am I laughing? Like. What am I supposed to even what laugh the at? Hell, it's like they need to actually tell you when to laugh in order for it to be funny. Like, it's kind of weird. Seinfeld, that was a good show, with a laugh track, and you can laugh and you can watch it without a laugh track, and it's like, okay, this is relatively okay. Friends, mm-mm. I don't know, they pulled the wool over everyone's eyes. That's that's definitely a controversial opinion too. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> if you if you if you like Friends and you truly like want to defend it, please pull up. Like I've I've watched a lot of episodes of that show that I don't know I wasn't for me anyway so the sort of anti sitcom I want to talk about is 
It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's that's a great show. That is was not expecting you to say that show. either. I would I would even say it's sort of the the live action South Park kind of in that it parodies real life events better and explains real life events better than like any other TV show really like tries to tackle it. Um, you know, they have, they'll have episodes where, well, okay, let me start over. The premise of the show is, uh, you got like four people, they all work at a bar. They're all awful people essentially. And it's all of their just like shenanigans pretty much. It sounds like it would be kind of weird, but believe me, it's fucking incredible. Um, but just, they have tackled issues just like about racism about you know them not getting uh emmy awards and shit and the way they talk about it is like oh you know we're trying to we're trying to get the bar you know this award and that award and it's like well you know did we not get the award because we're a black bar? Like, no, no, no. Like, it's 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 not the nineteen sixties anymore. And it's like, oh, like you know, were we were we nice enough? Did we maybe offend some people? And it's and it's so smart to draw these parallels like that because it's insane people in insane situations, but real life relatable sort of. Yeah. It, it parallels life in a very nice way. Yeah, and this sort of fantastical, like, oh my god, I can't believe they're that insane type thing. It somehow then makes them relatable. Because it's sort of like, okay, if all, if every time I were could, ugh, if every time I catastrophize and you were to see what that were to look like, I feel like it would be similar to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like a show based on, like, Murphy's Law in terms of... Exactly. Exactly. Um, Uh, Question. Yeah, please. In terms of other sitcoms, besides, obviously, the... The ones listed. The ones listed. What do you think really, like, changes the game in It's Sunny in Philadelphia? In terms of, is it the characters or is it the plot? I, I think... I, the thing that immediately kind of just lets it run so free is that never, ever has it taken itself seriously. It's mm. never taken itself seriously. It's always just like, it's a bar, it's crazy people, that's what it is. There are literally some episodes where it ends and it's just like, oh, wow, like we have regressed so terribly. Let's just like get huff paint and you know just dance (laughs) that's literally been the end of an episode uh and so when i think of what separates it as well is that again just when you when they don't take themselves seriously it allows them to then look at these other uh, these problems and allow them to parry to the parry parody them in a way that it's that it, it it's so fantastical that you're able to digest it yeah it's no longer necessarily complex it's just you know five idiots yelling at the end of the day sometimes yeah it's not like it's shoved in your face it's it, like a bit more subversive yeah yeah 
Well, not not even that sometimes. Sometimes it really is shoved in your face. Sometimes it's so meta that it's like, oh my God, wow, this is really, really ridiculous. But that's just the thing. It's It just makes you realize that sometimes our problems are just so ridiculous and meta. Yeah. Or we make it seem that way. And at the end of the day, it's like, oh, well, maybe there was a much easier solution for that. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that's necessarily what the show's about, but, you know, just kind of make yourself think, maybe I shouldn't take myself seriously, so seriously, all the time. Yeah. That's that's a good takeaway from that show, I would say. My other question yeah. would be, if you had to pick a favorite character, who is your favorite character and why? Oh, man, that's such a great question. I am really unprepared for that question. Um, it's either got to be Charlie or Frank. But Charlie, because there's just this innocence to him that makes writing him, I'm sure, just an absolute ball. Because with this innocence, you also get to mix in just like white trash ignorance <laughs> that just stews together for just this beautiful amalgamation of terrible situations that add up to beauty in a TV show. Um, and Frank, I would say, is probably my favorite because who the hell doesn't love Danny DeVito running around just making noises, dressing up as a wrestler, you know, <laughs> bursting out of couches naked. Yeah. Crazy it, shit. Crazy, hilarious shit. Crazy, hilarious shit. Um, and I, th- I think DeVito is kind of the linchpin that sort of makes everything work. Uh, yeah. So I think we're going to take a quick break, guys, and then we will be back for our new segment, Cameron's Anime Corner. All right, y'all, so today we're going to, or not today, but, well, I guess it is today, but this podcast, we're going to sort of reintroduce um, a topic that we introduced in an old podcast that we never released that maybe will get released one day. I don't know. Um, And that is Cameron's Anime Corner. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, Sure. This is just, uh, you know, I know a lot of people like anime. And some people may not know anime, but this is a good medium where I can talk about the anime that I like and I think you guys might enjoy, you know, stuff that you might not have seen before. Very nice. Fun stuff. All right, what do you got for us today? So today, the anime I have chosen is Samurai Champloo. If you haven't heard about it, it's by the same people that made the very famous Cowboy Bebop, which was turned into TV shows like Firefly and stuff like that. Cowboy Bebop, amazing show. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out. Shout it's... out Toonami for putting me on. Toonami! But, uh, yeah. So, Cowboy Bebop is a show set in the Edo period with samurai and whatnot roaming about. And this girl named Fu contracts these two samurai, Mugen and Jin, to help her find the samurai that smells like sunflowers, in quotes. And... It's kind of just an episodic journey. It, unlike a lot of anime, it is... Someone's going to get smoked for being, like, for just protecting a sunflower field, but yeah. Such is life. <laughs> but yeah, so... Fu contracts these samurai. It's very episodic, so if you don't really like episodic TV shows, you might not want to watch it, but 
a lot of anime aren't like that, so I thought I'd throw this out there in case people yeah. that watch normal TV, no, yeah, you know, might enjoy it. Um, it's a great mix of hip hop and anime and samurai, and you know, hip hop plus samurai is gonna be cool as fuck, regardless. But New Jabez does a lot of the mu- does a lot of the music. Rest in peace. So if you want to see some of his latest work before he unfortunately passed in a car crash, you should definitely check it out for that. Um, I would say that each episode definitely feels fresh. And as you learn more about the characters, the character Mugen is a very wild character, not trained. Wild kind of card. An, yeah. Orphan, like he break dances when he fights and shit like that. Very mm. p- fun and cool. While Jin is the very formal samurai stoic. stoic a lot of rules and just the way they interact is hilarious despite them never they should never actually be able to work together two people who shouldn't work together have to work together well they don't really shit. they don't really have to it's just that they're they, contracted they choose to yeah but they learn more about themselves and they learn more about each other as we do throughout the series while food just kind of acts as the tie to the main plot. Uh, as somebody who does not watch anime all the time beyond the really popular ones, what would you say to me as to why I should watch it? You should watch this because most of the anime that is mainstream, while it does deal with like stuff like, oh, feeling like Naruto being the kid who is... You know, Bandit, The Outcast, you know, like very basic stories. Stories like this cover like a lot of actually meaningful topics that have to do with Japan and today, like prostitution, orphanhood, homosexuality, religion, religious prosecution, like adult topics that actually would mean something to a lot of us today. I got you. Are worth exploring with a mixture of awesome action scenes of samurais doing flips and killing people and shit, you know, all that good stuff. And I think that overall, it's just a very, the chill vibes of the music with the very sleek action scenes, which like have a lot of choreography from old samurai movies and stuff like that. Very vivid colors. Decent story. Like obviously the plot, it's episodic. So each story has its own plot, just kind of following them. Mm -hmm. But the characters are also very fun. And I think a lot of people would enjoy it if they gave it a chance. All right. Samurai Shampoo. Correct. Uh, Kiss Anime. Netflix. Uh, Hulu. Google it. You should be able to find it. Yeah. Everything's online these days. Kiss Anime. Kiss Anime. Me. Whatever. Yeah. You know. You know the wherever, vibes. Wherever. Wherever you get your, you know, your anime. Oh, if I was to rate it, yes. I would rate it an 8.5 out of 10. 8.5 out of 10. All right. Very solid. Good for first-time watchers, and good for people that like anime, would too. Would you rate that as an anime or as a TV show? I would rate it as an anime, mm. mostly just because it has anime vibes. It's like, when you no, watch... I meant that. I meant, I meant your rating. Oh, my rating? Yeah. Hmm. Like, if you were to look at it as a TV show versus, like, an anime, like, purely just as a TV show, what would you give it? Uh... Maybe uh, eight. Then again, right. like I actually don't watch too much TV, so I don't really have too much of a distinction. Gotcha. But it just seems like people kind of look for different things when it comes to normal TV. I got you. All right, guys. That does it for Cameron's Anime Corner. Um, 
I think you said you had one last question before we wrapped up kind of about TV. Uh, uh, yes, to bring it, episode. bring everything together. Also, yeah. if you like Anime Corner, if you have anime you want to talk about, please DM me or DM the pod, yeah, and I will suggestions. gladly talk about the anime, yeah. why I think they're good, or At why I think I, why they're shit. C like, if you like fairy tales, I hate fucking fairy tale. So, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, just ask me. But, yeah, you heard this, man. Um, the time question is, what do you like? Like, what are some themes or some things things about TV that kind of make a TV show that you like? Uh, so I think, first of all, I'm, I like well-written and relatable characters and characters in not, like, physical situations, you know, like, because I, I like shows like The Mandalorian where motherfuckers literally in space, so I can't say that, oh, you know, the one time I was in space. But he deals with moral conundrums that I can relate to. Um, and, you know, so good writing. Um, I'm a huge fan of cinematography just in terms of, like, making the show look beautiful, having beautiful shots, framing framing your shots correctly. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big stickler of that uh, because I think... It's so important to show, not tell. I think that is such an important thing. So that's kind of writing and good cinematography kind of thrown together. Um, what else do I like? Uh, I like consistency in terms of, you know... So, for instance, the new Jack Reacher show, the Amazon Jack Reacher show with Wendell Pierce and um, John Krasinski. First season, fucking awesome. Second season kind of dog shit <laughs> um so i definitely like season to season consistency uh especially if you have like a high drama high stakes show like that uh what else do i like uh i like good acting you know i'm always i'm always a stickler of if you can't cry on camera like come on get your shit together you're an actor you're this is what you're supposed to do like mm. that was that was that was the one problem I had with Adam Sandler's performance in Uncut Gems. Really? Like, when he's supposed to be crying, I, 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 like, Diane and I were almost laughing because it was just kind of ridiculous how it sounded and how it looked. Uh, but that's me. What about you? Uh, well, generally, I like shows that are a bit more, like, fantastical, like, obviously, because I like anime. Uh-huh. Because I feel like when things are exaggerated, you can tackle a lot more issues mm. that if they were realistic would be like a bit taboo or just and a bit just very complex and yeah. lots of gray. Well, like I feel like people's mind, like people's preconceptions get in the way. Yeah. You know, like whatever they think about the issue will depend, will dictate how they feel about the show. But if things are a bit more exaggerated, it might not be in this world. It might be in wherever it, you can kind of get that out the way. I mean, I like shows that deal with like philosophical concepts, like, you know, mm. full Alchemist, full Alchemist, like the theory about like, People trying to reach God and like the, the problems trying with that. Trying to be God. Trying to be God. Trying to make God bleed. All that fun <laughs> shit. Yeah. All that fun shit. But yeah, I like philosophical concepts like that in my shows just because it can give me something to think about when the show is finished. And like those are the shows that actually have long term meaning personally for me. I like my biggest thing personally is I said personally twice. Fuck. <laughs> but <laughs> my biggest thing is definitely character development. Mm. I love... Always love some good writing. Love good writing for character development. Yeah. It feels so weird to me to see shows where, like, you know, 
50 episodes and the character is still the fucking same. I'm like, people just don't work that way. Which is why, like, the original Naruto is a little annoying. Yeah, because it's like, oh, don't even get me started. Like, in terms of, if you were to say overrated or underrated for Naruto, what would you say? Overrated. Overrated? Yeah. I, I would have to agree. I, I, yeah. I think it was, I think there's just a certain luster to it for Western audiences because for so many people, that was their introduction into anime. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely say in terms of, in terms of world building, I think it's one of the best. Yeah. Like, the world of the ninja, whatever. But, um. The land of fire. Well, it wouldn't. Is it just the land of fire in the series? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, it's um. It's the entire continent. But like I don't, I don't know what the content is. I would say Naruto part land. one Naruto is very good, but Naruto Shippuden is overrated. I'd say they're both overrated, dude. Really? Yeah. I, I, I have to say, like, if you really think about Naruto part one just being in terms of the Zabuza fight, there's Zabuza into the tuning exams, into the Gara thing and Orochimaru, into like the Sasuke I'm retrieval not arc. The arcs aren't good. I just think it's overrated. Oh, well, I guess I would disagree. I, would, I think part one Naruto is actually very good. But I, I'm not saying it's not very good. I just think it's overrated. Oh. Agree to disagree. Yeah, that's fine. But, um, yeah, I like shows with a lot of character development. That's, like, one of my favorite things to see how characters change. And, like, especially shows, which is also why I like anime a lot, because characters don't just change in terms of what they, like, talk like yeah, or what they you. do like they actually have manifestations of you see it yeah, yeah. what it, what that stuff is like but that's definitely what yeah. i like not set in stone but those are just general oh and good action love a good fight scene oh yeah god loves I, good you fight know scene. what i realized i like live action fight scene like if you take the two best like the best like animated action scene and like the best choreographed fight scene and, like, live action versus anime. I'm taking live action all day. Mm. Like, if you were to ask me if I want to watch The Raid, part one or part two. I love the fucking Raid. Or, I, I, I don't know, what's an anime with really good action? Fate. Any Fate series. Any Fate series. There you go. You know, I'm taking, I'm taking The Raid just because those, those fights, those choreographed fight scenes are so, so cool. Anyway, we got, we got to wrap up. We got to wrap up. Um... Anything else about anime or anything else? Um, I would say for people that have not yeah, you watched... Got a, you got a recommendation? Not a recommendation, okay. but a recommendation to how to watch anime. Okay, yeah. So for Sucked. people yeah. that don't watch anime <sighs> or people that are like, oh, I don't really like anime, which, I mean, which is fair. Some there's people, a stigma to it. There, there's, there's a stigma to it, but I think it's because a lot of the time I hear people say they don't like anime it's because they're like, oh, well, it's not realistic. And yeah, to no, that, sure. I say, shut the fuck up. Neither is Avengers. Because not only neither is Avengers, but 90% of the TV shows we watch are situations that would probably, if not really, would never, ever happen. You know what I mean? Otherwise, most series would be like, you know, based off of so-and-so's life, but they're not because they're not realistic. So don't be an elitist asshole thinking that the shows you watch are somehow better because you think they're more realistic when they're all dealing with the same core principles. And that's the point of TV. So, approach anime with an open mind. It's just, like, drawings are no different from characters. They're all made by people. It's all the same thing. It's all not real. So, I would say, don't take it too seriously. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Don't take anime too seriously. 
All right. Enjoy it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Um, this is a good episode. A little, a little, a little something different for y'all. Uh, got anything you want to plug? Uh, not so much, but it's been fun. I'll have designs out for the sticker soon. I've been saying that, but it will get done. Also, please tell your friends about the pod because we don't really have too much advertising, so the best way is word of mouth. Yeah. So if you know anyone that'd be interested in the pod, please tell them about it. Tell them about it. Yeah. We love uh, to hear input. Yeah. Any, but you have a great. Yeah, we we love just any interaction. You know, rate us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, um, share the link with your friends, post us on Instagram, check out our Instagram at plan underscore C underscore pod. Check out our Twitter. Um, yeah, if you have any thoughts on our pre- our previous podcast, because we do say sometimes some controversial shit. Yeah. Maybe you don't want. Maybe you don't agree with it. Let us know why. And and if like we'll talk about it. And if if this if we say shit that like makes you so angry, angry you don't want to listen anymore. Like, let us know. We want to talk to you about that. Yeah. Then that's interesting. Um, Pod is about being open minded. Free thoughts. Yeah, seriously. Again, check us out on unless it comes to subscribing. That's don't have free will on that. Subscribe. Um, <laughs> check us out Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Podcasts. We're on YouTube. We're all over the damn place. Uh, anything else you got to plug? Nah. Enjoy spring break. Yeah. Enjoy your spring break, guys. This will come out Thursday, 3 p.m. Um, or maybe not. Maybe I'll release it early again because I like you guys. We'll see. I have been Colin at Colin Amundsen. Here with Hammer, Stoic underscore Lotus. You heard. We are the Plan C Podcast. Hope everyone has a great day. See ya next week.